Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. The children may head to uh, Children's Church. Praise the Lord. I love it. Wow, what a week. What a week this has been. Uh, Cheryl uh, had knee surgery on Monday, and um, she is already in rehab. Um, that was supposed to take a little longer, but obviously Cheryl um, saw, said, I'm going to get over this <laughs> as quickly as I can. She, she's been this route before with the other one, and uh, so anyway, and then, and then our brother Richard. Now, I, I got I to brag on Richard, okay? I got to brag on Richard. And, and, and it's going to be, a, it's gonna be um, tough on the rest of you, okay? I want, to, I want you to understand. It's going to be tough on the rest of you what I say about Richard. He is here this morning, Amen. okay? And, and Richard has experienced two hospital admissions this week. Two hospital admissions this week, and Richard is here this morning. And, and you know what? It's no easy task for him to be here. And... Uh, and so I praise the Lord for the fact that you're sitting right here, right this moment with us this morning. And um, continue, to, continue to pray for Richard as, as he walks this journey. And oh, by the way, um, by the way um, Richard shared something with me the other day. Now, you know this past Monday was his birthday, and in case you didn't know that, now you know. Okay, and, uh, but anyway, Richard shared something with me. He said, you know what, when, when I get better... I want to go to a good seafood restaurant, and I want to go have, and he was telling me the list. He was telling me everything he was going to have, okay? Well, I happen to like seafood, too, and I think some of the rest of you might like seafood, and by the way, and, and, and oh, by the way, we just have to take a road trip to get there because he wants to go to Virginia Beach, okay? But you know what? We're going to do this, okay? So, so whether it be a group of men, whether it be men and wives, it doesn't matter to me. We're, we're going to dinner, Richard, okay? And, and so I, I just tell you that. I'll let you know when he and I come up with the date for when we're going, and you're welcome to go with us. But I, I just want you to know that, um, yeah, praise the Lord. And, and, and did you, I, I think if you were here last week, if you were here last week, you heard this, but I think it's worth saying again. Um, no Small Tempest, um, Den's new album was released um, nationwide on Friday. Um, you can get it. I, it's it's kind of neat to say this. You can get it on iTunes, Amazon. You can go online. You can, um, there's just uh, many different, you can go to Face Down Records and you can read reviews and things like, I just think it's the coolest thing. And oh, by the way, they're, they're headed out. They're headed out middle of this week um, out to Illinois and uh, Michigan and Ohio and uh, stopping. I think the last place will be in Charlottesville. And so, a lot of, lot of neat things happening for them and, 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 a, and, a really, and a really great platform for them to share the gospel. And, and you might say, you might say, I don't listen to indie rock. Well, I, I want to encourage you with this. Start, okay? Start listening to them, okay? And start, and, and, and start listening because you, you know what? They write their own music. And uh, this last one, I, if I've got it right, this last one comes from the book of Jonah. And uh, so I just want to encourage each of you. This is, this is, you know what? This is Mission Community Church, a small church in Chester, Virginia. And, and look at what God is doing with the people 
that make up this church all around the world, all around the world. And, and I praise God for that. I'm, I'm thrilled by that. And, um, and I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged. And, and oh, by the way, and, and oh, by the way, when you're talking to people, when you're talking to people, why not, why not if, if they're not going to church anywhere, you know what? I happen to think we go to a really good one. I think we, we happen to have a church that is alive. It is alive and, 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 is it, and believes that it's important that the gospel go forth from this place. And, and so, uh, so praise the Lord for all of that. Like I say, what a week. And um, who knows what the Lord has in store. It's July 4th this Wednesday. July 4th this Wednesday. And, and so I pray that you have a, a good and safe holiday. And um, that, you, that, you enjoy, that you enjoy family, friends, uh, whatever it is that the, that the Lord gives you the opportunity to enjoy this week. Turn with me in your Bible to Acts chapter 8. As we continue this journey through the book of Acts, you remember last week, and if you remember, if you are not here, you can still hear our messages um, via our podcast, via our website. You can go and you can you can pull it up and you can listen. And I tell you, I, I will simply, as a, as a form of um, testimony, I will say that when I'm not standing here, there is a time, most likely on a Sunday, that I'm going to listen to that message that, that I didn't get to hear right here live. So I, I just tell you that it's, it's a good resource and a, and a good opportunity, and, and we're even headed in a, in, a, in a bigger direction with what we do in our worship services, and you'll hear more about that in time. And um, so, but last week, last week, we, we heard about this man named Saul, this man named Saul who, who stood in approval of the execution of Stephen. Just by watching the clothing of those that did the stoning, he stood in approval. And, and not only that, but then he became one who, they said, brought havoc or ravaged the church. And, you know, we, were, we talked a little bit about the ravaging of the church in the first century and the ravaging of the church in the 21st century. And the things that are ravaging us today are not the things that ravaged them back then. You would be um, saddened, I believe, to hear about the things that ravage us today. Because a lot of the things that ravage us today are, with, are from within our own churches, are from, are from within the churches. And um, so as we continue, so as a result of the persecution that came because of Saul and people like Saul, a scattering occurred. A scattering occurred. And they went to Judea, and they went to Samaria, and they went to all of the different places that, that, were, that were out there. Because they were running, they, they were literally running for their lives. They were literally, because of their faith, listen to me closely, because of their faith, they were running for their lives. But you know, they didn't run, they didn't run and hide. I praise God, they didn't run and hide. So let's, let's continue the account of, of what happened, starting in verse 4. Chapter 8, Acts, verse 4. Therefore those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. 
And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. But, isn't it funny that there's always a but? But, there was a certain man called Simon, who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs when she were done. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you, because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of your wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Then Simon answered and said, Pray to the Lord for me, that none of the things which you have spoken may come upon me. So when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to praise your name. Father, we want to give you all glory, honor, and praise. And Lord, and Lord, we thank you, Father, for what you're doing in and around this world. Lord, we, um, we want to be a part of it. Lord, and I thank you for the, for the places and the ways in which you are using us. And Lord, I pray that you'll use us even more. Lord, I pray that we, will, that we will be all that you have called us to be. To whoever you call us to be that too. And Lord, may we, may we do it with zeal. May we do it with joy. May we do it with passion. And Lord, as we dig into your word this morning... Lord, that the Holy Spirit would illuminate it for us. Lord, that the, the Holy Spirit would fill us. The Holy Spirit would do, Father, what only your Spirit can do in this place. Lord, it's all about you. Hide me behind your cross. Lord, that you would be increased in every way. Lord, we love, honor, praise you. In your most precious and holy name, amen. So they go throughout the known world at that time. It's actually a fulfillment of Acts 1-8. 
And you might, and you might wonder, wow, that's not the way I would have chosen for the gospel to go forth. Well, you know, it's not about us. It's not about our plan. It's not about what we want to do. It's all about God and His plan to reach this world. And God's redemptive plan right now, and, and, and hold on to your hat, God's redemptive plan right now is the church. It's the church. And, and you know what? And you know what? You ought to have one. You ought to be a part of one. And by the way, in a little while, if you haven't already, you're going to have an opportunity to sign your name and say that you want to be a part of this body of believers, of this body of believers. It's, it's that important. It's that important to have a church and to say, let me tell you about the church. Let me tell you about where I worship. Let me tell you about where I am sent from because, you know, it's not about the seating capacity. It's about the sending capacity. It's about people being sent out from this place to go and to share the gospel with every single person that we have the opportunity to share the gospel with. Well, you know what? When they, when they got run out of town, and, and oh, by the way, I don't know that they even got to pack. Okay, I, I don't know that they, that they got to take the time to pack everything just right and all of that. They got run out of town. But you know what? It didn't stop them from wanting to share the Word of God with those that they went to as they scattered. As they scattered. And so, there's this man called Philip. Well, who is Philip? Go to Acts 6 with me. Go to Acts 6 for just a moment. And let's, let's look at this man, Philip. Acts chapter 6, verse 5, it's where the seven are chosen because of, the, because of the, um, the gripes of the people, the complaints of the people. You remember that? Okay? Those seven were chosen. And verse 5 says, And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Now here's the thing. Some people would think Stephen was the only man that got it because he was the only man that said that, that it was said about him. But I want you to think about things very, clear, very closely and very clearly. So here's the rest of the list. And Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch. When they sat before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. Then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Now, God had given the apostles power. God had empowered the apostles. So much so, so much so that when they laid hands on when, when they laid hands on folks, very special things happened. Very special things happened. We just read it in chapter eight, didn't we? Of what happened when Peter and John got there. Okay? Now so I want you to think about those apostles. Placing, laying hands on those seven that were chosen. And I want you to think, what were they full of? What were they full of? What were those seven full of when they got away from that, from that occurrence, from that occurrence, and then went on? Because Philip is a part of that. Philip is a part of that. And Philip gets there and preaches the word. 
there in a place called Samaria. Now, the Samaritans, the Samaritans were enemies of the Jews, okay? And, oh, by the way, the Jews were enemies of the Samaritans. Okay, I want you to know that went both ways. And there are some that, there are some that say that this is the first time that the gospel goes to the Gentiles, but there are some Jews that believed that they were of the lost, they were of the lost tribes of Israel. It just depends on, on who you read as to who the Samaritans really were. So, but whoever they were, they needed the gospel. They needed the gospel. And you know, every time we talk to somebody, Scott and I had the opportunity to talk to a man last week. Talked to a man last week. Oh, by the way, after all y'all left, after all y'all left, ministry continued. Ministry continued. In fact, it went on until about, I think it went on until about 2 o'clock. By the time it was all said and done, ministry went on until about 2 o'clock. Y'all got in your cars and left. Y'all went home. And ministry went on until about 2 o'clock. And, and we talked to a man. We talked to a man. He said, you know what? You know, I, I, I'm not sure where, I, where I'm at with things. I'm just, I'm just a spiritual man. I'm just a spiritual man. So, you know, we talked about, we talked about the Spirit of God. We talked, about, we talked about the Holy Spirit. We talked about Jesus Christ. We talked about God. We talked about these things with this, with this man who said, I'm just a spiritual man. And I don't know about you. How many of you have talked about Jesus this week? How many of you took enough time? How many of you had enough time to talk about Jesus this week? Yeah, Richard, I know. I know I've been with you. I've been with you through most of it. And, and yes, and yes, and you know what? It didn't matter if it was a doctor. It didn't matter if it was a nurse. It didn't matter what was about to happen to him, whether he was about to be sedated or what was going to happen. He was telling them about Jesus every time he just about every time he talked. And, and, and you know what? And you know what? It's, it's, you want to talk about, you want to talk about your heart overflowing? You want to talk about just, just, just a joy? To have that, to have, to, to, to get to see, and, and, and you know what? And you know what? He was in a tough place this week. He was in a tough place this week. Now, let me ask you, how many tough places were you in when you chose not to talk about Jesus? Oh, by the way, how many good places were you in when you chose not to talk about Jesus? Now, I, I, would, you know, I would love nothing more than for, for one, one or all of you to stand up and, to, and give so many testimonies of who you talked to about Jesus this week that there's no more time for me to preach. I'm waiting for that one. I'm waiting for that one when you have so much testimony that there's no time left to preach. But, folks, we got to be about the gospel. we got to be about telling people about the gospel. we got VBS coming. We got, it's supposed to be, it is supposed to be the greatest evangelistic tool that the church has today to reach people with the gospel. Well, you know, there's something that's got to happen before that. And guess what that is? A team's got to get prepared, and we got to get the word out that we got a VBS going on here. And, and, and for you children, and for you children that aren't going to a VBS, come to this one. If you children are going to a VBS, come to this one. Okay, you know what? We just, we just want to fill this place up with children so we can, tell them, we can tell them about Jesus. We can tell them about Jesus. I'll ask you this. How many people have you invited to VBS in your neighborhood? And oh, by the way, the van will come to your neighborhood if you tell us that the van needs to come to your neighborhood. Philip preached the word, and the multitudes, and the multitudes responded in one accord and heeded what he preached. Heeded what he preached. 
They saw the miracles. They heard it. They heard what he said. Unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And then it says, and there was great joy in that city. You know what happened in that city? A spiritual awakening happened in that city. Revival happened in that place. Revival happened in that place. If you could see your faces right now, you'd be as scared as I am. But here's the thing. All of these great things were happening because the word of God was going forth in that place. Because the word was being preached, people were getting saved. People's lives were being changed. Unclean spirits were being cast out. All of these things were happening. The city, in a matter of speaking, was being restored. The city was being restored. And the people were joyful about it. When was the last time Chester was joyful about what God is doing? Has Chester ever been joyful for what God is doing? And where does it start? But there was a certain man named called Simon who previously practiced sorcery. Now, sorcery, another word for that is magic. He did a whole lot of magic. Did a whole lot of tricks. Did a whole lot of things. In the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming, claiming, now listen to me, claiming that he was someone great. Claiming that he was someone great. You know what? There's a problem when a person, when a person points to his own greatness. There is a problem, okay? But, but when, when there is a lack of leadership, when there is a lack of good leadership, people will fall in line with anything. People will follow anybody and anything. To whom all that they all gave heed from the least to the greatest. Now, you know, when I think about that, from the least to the greatest, do you understand that I'm thinking, that I'm thinking from the from the person, from the person who has nothing to the person who has everything, they heeded him. And look at what they said about him. Look at what they said. They said, This man is the great power of God. Now, you know what I immediately went to, and I'm sorry to use this as an example, standing in a pulpit, but you know what? It's what it, it's what it reminded me of, the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. Think about that, if you've watched it, okay? My wife doesn't care for that movie at all, but the thing is, but, but, but the, here's the thing. But, that's, but you know what? That's what I see when I, when I see and hear these things about Simon. And, and, so, it go, and so it goes on. And they, and they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. Now, so here's the th- picture you've got to get. Here's what you've got to understand. Simon had been there for a long time before Philip came. Okay, before... before th- these others came, and, and by the way, there, 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 was a, there was already a theology in Samaria. 
there was already a theology. You can go to John chapter 4 and you can listen to the woman at the well talk about the fact that there was already a theology and they were already expecting the arrival of a Messiah. Okay? So there was already a theology. There was already a thought of God. But all of this stuff had been happening. Simon had been getting more and more famous with his, with his magic acts, with his magic tricks. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God, do you hear what matters? Do you hear what matters? Preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Both men and women were baptized. See, when the, when the gospel goes forth, lives get changed. Lives get changed. People come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, and people get baptized, and the church grows. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized... Now, what would you think just happened? Let me read it again. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed, seeing the miracles and signs which were done. What would you think if there was, you know, what, what if I had stopped right there this week? What if I had stopped right there? You'd have left here saying, good for Simon. You know, he finally figured it out. He finally figured it out, got saved, baptized, and now there he is with Philip, you know, going and, and, and sharing the gospel with Philip and, and being a part of the gospel going forth and all these things. But that wasn't the way it was, was it? Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. Who are Peter and John? Two of the apostles. Where are they coming from? Jerusalem, remember, because it said, except for the apostles, the people scattered. Because it was important for, the, for those apostles to stay there in the midst of the persecution. It was important, okay? But Peter and John, they, they summoned Peter and John to come to Samaria, and here's what happens. Who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, that's confusing to most of us. Okay, probably to all of us, but here's the thing, and here's what I'm not going to answer this morning. I'm not going to answer the reason that the Holy Spirit did not fall on them yet. I'm not going to answer that. Because you know what? It's all speculation anyway. It's all speculation on our part. There are, there are scholars that believe this might have been the case. There are some that believe this might have been the case. There are some that believe this might have been the case. So, you, you know what? Here's the thing. For whatever reason, God chose that the Holy Spirit had not fallen upon those people yet. Okay? Will you accept that with me? That for whatever reason, the Holy Spirit had not fallen upon them yet. And so Peter and John come. Peter and John come. And here it is. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. They laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And you know what? We don't know what the manifestation of the Spirit was. We don't know if it, was a, if it was a charismatic outflow because of the Spirit. You know what they say one of the indications of the Spirit of God falling upon a person is? Joy in a person's life. Joy in a person's life. And I believe if there's joy in a person's life, there's joy on a person's face. You see what I'm saying? 
Do you see what I'm saying? That if the Holy Spirit lives within us, somebody ought to know about it. And you shouldn't have to tell anybody even though you need to tell somebody. But you shouldn't have to tell them. They ought to see it and then they go, what's up with you? What is going on with you? Apostles came, laid hands on, laid hands on these people, and the Holy Spirit came. And the Holy Spirit came and fell upon those people who had been saved. Revival has broken out. Revival continues. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money saying, give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to tell you something about Simon that I read. I've been reading a few commentaries, of course, and just, you know, kind of kind of seeing what others think about some of this and, and everything. Do you, know, do, do you know that there's not a single one that believed that Simon got saved that day? There's not a single one that believes that Simon got saved that day. And, and here's, the, and, and here's, the, here's the, how far it went. I, Howard Marshall, in the, in the Tyndale New Testament commentary on Acts, said that Simon even got to the point that he was telling people that when I die and they bury me, that in three days I will rise again. That's what, Simon, that's what Simon was telling people. Because you know what? It was all about Simon. It was all about his power. It was all about him wanting. He, you know what? He fed on that. And there are people that feed on power. There are people that feed on stuff. Okay? And, and, he, and he goes on to say, But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of your wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are possessed by bitterness and bound by iniquity. What a testimony. What a testimony about this man. And then it goes on. Then Simon answered and said, Pray to the Lord for me that none of the things which you have spoken may come upon me. So when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem preaching the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. Here's the thing, folks. You know, we, we hear this, we hear these statistics about people that sit in our churches Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and they, and they claim to be saved. And they claim salvation, and yet they're not. And yet they're not saved. And, 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 and I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to cast doubt upon anybody. I'm not trying to cast doubt upon anybody. But you know what? I think that you can know. There is a group of Baptists um, that out there that don't believe that you can ever know that you're saved. They're called old regular Baptists. Old regular Baptists don't believe you can know that you're saved. I believe you can know that you're saved. And I believe, I believe that we ought to live differently if we are saved. I, I believe that, I, I believe that it, and, and, and it, 
Is it that, is it that we have become perfect when we get saved? No, but don't use that as an excuse. Don't use the excuse, well, I'm not perfect. Okay, we know that. But we, should, we, sh- we know the perfect one, and we should strive to know him greater, should we not? And, and so, so here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing that we, must, that we must be sure of. We must be sure that we know Jesus. We must be sure that we have truly been saved by the blood. That we, that we have recognized our sin, and we've confessed our sin, and we've Plead for forgiveness of our sin. And you know, all of those things he's promised us he would give us and he would do for us. There's only one sin that leads unto death. You know what that sin is? It's the sin of rejection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you talk about blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. It talks about blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. But I believe it's a complete and total and utter rejection of the Lord, of the Lord in a person's life. And because of that, and because of that, that is going to lead unto a spiritual death. May that happen to none of us or none that we come in contact with or know. May we be that intentional about the gospel going forth in the lives of people. I, I, I tell you, folks, I'm doing far too many funerals. Far too many funerals. There are people, there are people dying all around us. And you know something? Everybody wants to think Everybody wants to think that whoever is lying in that casket is in a better place. Is in a better place. But don't forget about the rich man and Lazarus. Don't forget about the rich man and Lazarus because the rich man, the rich man was in torment. And that torment, that was, the, that was in a sense the beginning of his eternal of his eternal life separated from God. I think this, it, this, is, not, this is not that you, that, that you can lose your salvation. That's not what this is about. This is not about you losing your salvation. There are some that believe that. A free will Baptist believes that you can lose your salvation. Okay? That's not what this is about. This is about a person never getting saved in the first place. You can go through all the motions. You can, you, can, you can run up front, and you can talk to the preacher, and you can pray with the preacher, and you can, and you can schedule baptism, and you can go through the waters of baptism, and you still be just as lost as before all that happened. Now you sit there and you go, come on, preacher, help me. But I believe you can know. I believe you can know that you're born again. I believe you can know. Because, because you know what? You know what changes when you become a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ? I believe your desire changes. I believe your desire changes. Your desire goes from, from what you want to what God wants. Your desire is all about, all about the Lord and all about what the Lord wants to do in your life. That's, that's how it changes. That's how it changes. And when you talk, when you talk, you talk the things of the Lord. When you, you, you know, as, as, as I think, and, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, this is just something, but as I think about Sean and the journey that their man is on, I've been with him for a long time, his whole life, okay? 
I've been with him for his whole life. I was with him. I was with him when he went to his first guitar lesson. I was with him when he went to his first drum lesson. And I mean, you, you know, I was with him when he went to his only singing lesson. Okay? I was, I was with him in that. And, and, and you know what? I, I've, watched, I've watched the Lord. I've watched the Lord do things and do things and do things and do things. And the Lord continues to do things. And, and you know what? As long as we are obedient to what the Lord is wanting us to do, He's going he's gonna to continue to do things with us to where we can actually, we can actually see it. And we can actually be a part of it. You, you know something? I told you about my office experience back in the fire department. I told you about the fact that I had a, I had a bad heart. I had a wrong heart while I was there. And you know what God did? You know what God did the day I walked out of there going back to a fire station, which was the true desire of my heart as a firefighter was to always be in a fire station? You know what the, you know what the Lord did? The Lord says, all right, look in your rearview mirror. Take a good look. Take a good look at the thousands of people that you impacted while you were there. But let me remind you, you get no blessing because you had a bad heart. Let me show you all the things that you accomplished because I, I did this in you. It had nothing to do with you because you had a bad heart. You were in a bad place. And because of that, just take a look at what's back there. And you won't be blessed for any of it. And, and, and you know what? And, and, and you know what? It's changed, it's changed my life. It's changed, the, it's changed my whole perspective on the way I counsel people, the way I talk to people, the way I talk about contentment in things, the way all of those things. But, but, I, but I tell you, folks, God's in control. God's in control, and, and, and you know what? He, says, he has such a tremendous, reckless love for us that, that, you, that you know what? He sent his own son to die on the cross, to die on the cross for our sin so that we could be saved, so that you know what? When the gospel goes forth and the gospel comes to town, and, and you know what? Because to be honest with you, I would have really liked to have been in Samaria. I would have really liked to have been in Samaria. And see what a, a city full of joy over what God was doing looked like. I'd like to have been a part of the spiritual awakenings in this, in this country. Where, where God got a hold of people and, and, and people's lives got changed. And you, you, you know what? It didn't matter how long the preacher preached. Because people, because people for once, because people for once, you know, there were a couple of times this week that I finally got to the point that I said, you know what? I really have nowhere to be. I really have nowhere to be. It's all good. It's all okay. I probably had 10 places to be, but I had come to the point where, you know what, I had no control over what was happening in my week, and I just finally said, you know, I, have, I really have nowhere I need to be. And I, just, and, I, and I just waited on the Lord for some things. Now, while I was waiting, I was either driving or I was, I was doing this or doing that, but, you, you know, the word went to Samaria. People got saved the city got changed. There are, there are always going to be people. There are always going to be people that are going to that that are going to have a different motive, a different agenda, and all of that. We got to be mindful of that. 
We gotta be mind, we can't be wrecked by that. We just gotta keep on. We gotta keep on moving forward. We gotta keep taking the gospel to a lost and dying world. And you know what? And we gotta encourage one another. We gotta encourage one another. And we gotta be about his work. And we gotta be about his work. So I love you. God bless you. Greater, greater love is the love of God. Let's pray. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord. Love, honor, and praise you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for Philip being bold and going to that place, to those, to those places where the gospel went forth and people were getting saved. And, and Lord, Lord, I just pray that, I, I pray that we would like to see that as well. I pray that we want to be a part of that. I pray that we, um, but, but Father, I pray that we are sure about our salvation. And if we are not, then, Lord, give each one the wisdom and the courage and empower them to get it right and to ask you to forgive them of their sin and you, you to ask them um, to be the Lord, that you would be the Lord of their life. Lord, we love you, honor you, praise you, thank you. All this in your most precious holy name. Amen. Let's stand together.